Hey, hey, welcome back. This is episode 41. I got something really good for you today, so listen in. Okay, I've got a couple questions first. Have you ever struggled with overwhelm under the daunting task of taking care of your child with special needs? Have you ever reached a point where you knew this could possibly be what the rest of your life would look like? That this child will be with you for the rest of your life? Have you ever wished that that wasn't the case? Have you ever wished for maybe just some things to be a little different? Have a little more help? Have some more time to rest? Today I want to share a story with you that taught me an important lesson in regards to being a caretaker of someone that has a disability. Okay, this is a true story, so I've changed the names. There was an older woman whose name I will say is Sarah. Sarah was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis, and upon learning this, her husband left the marriage and divorce followed. As her disease progressed, Sarah was placed in a wheelchair and unable to get herself out of it and into bed. Her sons would come over every night to help lift her from the wheelchair and into bed, but after months of this, they were unable to keep up and continue helping their mother, and they reached out for help from their local church. The church put together a group of men that would take turns coming by and helping lift Sarah out of her wheelchair and into bed every night and helping her get back into her wheelchair in the morning. They started the rotations and after several months of helping Sarah, the men started to complain to the church leader about the burden that it was to help Sarah on a daily basis. They talked about the time that it was taking away from their families and away from their work and away from other things that they wanted to do. They brainstormed pitching in money to help Sarah get a lift machine that would help her get out of her wheelchair and into bed. But the problem was Sarah would still need help getting from the wheelchair to the lift and then from the lift to the bed. Many of the men felt awkward at first as they didn't really know Sarah and they were picking her up and putting her in bed. And some of them also mentioned that they felt uncomfortable being around people that were quote unquote sick or having disabilities. Their church leader urged them to continue helping anyway, and they did. I'm sure there's more to that conversation than I understand, but they, in the end, did decide to keep helping her. As time passed, the circumstances of their service did not change. But as they continued to do it, it clicked for some of them that they could change. They sought a change of heart, a change of mind, and they sought to see the situation differently. And for them, this changed everything. They became friends with Sarah. They talked with her. They began to see the good that came from helping her. They started to enjoy helping her. And this turned from a burdensome chore into service and something that they wanted to do. They wanted to help. And as a result, they became more compassionate and serviceable and serviceable people. After this change of heart, you could hear the men starting to talk about how they felt, that they felt like Sarah was a part of the family, that they enjoyed the conversations they had with her, that they enjoyed helping her and how they felt like they were better people because of it. Some of them even said that they felt that they found themselves in doing this service because they felt like they were more substantial people, that it was easier to find themselves because there was more of them to find. Although this experience may not line up exactly like the experiences that 
you're experiencing with your children, right? You are the mother, you're the parent. The principle still translates and it still works because you're in a circumstance where there are certain things that you can't change. In fact, the majority of our life, we cannot change. Meaning the people that are in it, the people's personalities, the things that they struggle with, those aren't things that we get to decide to change. And yet we love our family and we love our people and we want to keep them around us. We want a group, right? But we can't change them. But what we can change is our perspective. And that, changing that, changes our whole experience of the people around us. So changing your perspective is about changing the story that you have in your mind about the situation that you're in. Changing the story you are currently running through your mind about your child's disability. Changing the story from seeing your child's disability as a burden or obstacle in your life to seeing it as the way you evolve into the next best version of yourself. Seeing your child's disability as the way to greater personal freedom. Challenges change us. They refine us if we let them. And it's painful and it's hard and it's the way to a better life. I've also noticed that as my story of my children's disabilities have changed, I have become a person that is more capable of changing the situation getting the resources that they need, taking action to make daily living better for them and for me and for my whole family and finding programs that may be able to improve my child's abilities. I'm able to do this because I'm spending less mental energy dwelling on how hard my life is, how my family doesn't understand, how my friends don't understand, how I'm not getting the help I need to using that energy to seeing the good that is coming from this, to taking actions that improve the daily functioning of my household, to building up the relationships in my home, using that energy to take actions that actually do improve my circumstances, and using that energy to putting out content into the world that will uplift and help others in situations like mine. Small actions, small changes, they make a difference and that's all it takes to get started. It's starting with something small and continually feeding that fire with a good story, a good narrative. And this is how you use the power of your brain in your favor. This is how you use it to help you and not hinder you. And something I wanna address really quick is, we can't just make something else. Well, you can't just make something up. Like, what about what's really happening, right? It feels like Often when you dabble in mental health, one of the biggest barriers that people argue against is it's not real, but here's what's really happening. You can't just imagine this away or think this problem away. And that's not what it's about. So if that's kind of the direction that you're going with some of your arguments, you're missing the point. The point is that when you get your mind straight, when you get your thinking straight, when you are in charge of directing your brain, into what's possible for you and seeking ways to see how that actually is true in your real life because I promise there are two sides to every circumstance, two stories, right? So are you dwelling in the story that leads you down a path of 
of bondage, of being stuck your whole life? Or are you dwelling on the possibilities that are true, that if you feed that fire, if you go in that direction, it will lead to more freedom, truly, in your life. Okay, and freedom doesn't necessarily come initially from changing the circumstance. You have to start change inside of you. And that starts with how you're thinking. So I would encourage you to examine the story that you've been telling yourself about your life and about your child's disability. Is it a good story? Regardless of whether or not it's true, is it a story that is helping you or hindering you? What is a story that could also be true and is one that would help you be better? One that is believable to you? One that you can take better actions from? This is not about making it easier, okay? It's about changing the direction that you're going. If it's going to be hard either way, why not choose a direction that's going to benefit you? and help you be better, help you get more freedom, right? And oftentimes that freedom comes from discipline. It comes from going through the obstacle, not trying to get rid of the obstacle, okay? It's about changing the direction that you're going. So examine your current story and work to change it. Try to jiggle your thinking a little bit and see if you can open up any cracks of possibility of changing the direction that you're going with the story of your life. And you will be better for it. And your life will be better because you are better. And just like these guys that were serving Sarah, if you feel like you've lost yourself and you don't know where to start and you don't know how to find yourself, if you change the story about your life, about your child's disability and the impact it has on your life, I promise that you will develop as a person and that as you develop as a person, you will find yourself because there will be more of you to find. All right, that's what I've got for you today. Hope you have a fantastic week and I'll see you next week. Until then, take care. Mm